I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hello and welcome to Maps Hysteria, a podcast all about Married at First Sight. I'm Kelly Rickard. And I'm Omar Abid. And today we get to talk to my hall pass, Paul <laughs> Carrick Brunson. Is he really a hall pass? <laughs> He'd be one of them. He'd make it into like the top five, I think. I think he's in my top three. <laughs> <laughs> no, really looking forward to talking to him. He's always, always got a lot to say. He's always very open to... He should be and he's in. so articulate. Yeah, yeah. I love that. It'll be good. We hope you enjoy it. Yay! So, we'd like to welcome back to Maths Hysteria uh, a good friend of the show, someone who's described himself as a big brother of the show, which we very much appreciate. First yeah. time Kelly's meeting him as well, so she's very excited. Paul Carrick Brunton. <laughs> <laughs> it is a pleasure to be here. This is, uh, can I say... I was even disappointed. You know why I was disappointed? I'm going to start off on disappointment. Okay. I, 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 I've been waiting for the invite, guys. I've been waiting for the invite. Oh. One of my favorite podcasts. I've been waiting for the invite. We've been holding off because we didn't want to seem too keen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Kelly, it's great to see you. It really- yeah, it's lovely to meet you. Sort of. <laughs> True. Uh, yeah, I think the... Uh- Part of us holding off on the invite was, uh, I'll let the listeners into a, a little secret here, was the intense difficulty that I've had with the technical issues. <laughs> so, uh, for the for the listener, we've just spent, I don't know, 
40 minutes <laughs> going through various audio recording systems. And uh, now we're just back to the most basic one. But Paul's been very understanding yeah, to give you, you a little peek behind the scenes and giving us, giving us his time. So uh, we appreciate that. Thank you. Hey, it happens. Stuff happens all the time. We, we, and we have to deal with it, you know. I was kind of hoping for a showbiz tantrum from you, Paul. I'm not going to lie. You know, I, uh, you know what? I never do, though. Never oh. do. Never, never do. You, you know why? This, this is, this is uh, honest is because think about this is that, you know, you work on a project that you're passionate about and then you talk to, you know, and, and I said, you know, talk to the community, talk to people who are really, um, you know, oh, just as passionate, almost super fans of, of, of the project. So how could I ever be disgruntled, you know, with, with, with you all? And then you think about the listeners, like the list it's, it's actually through you all that I have a job. You know, so it's like, so I'm thankful. I'm I can't be disgruntled. I'm thankful. Well, that's good. We're safe then, Omar. Yeah. Uh, what I wanted to start with before we get to maths, actually, is uh, just asking you about because I'm I'm in a similar situation to you from looking at your social media posts, where uh, I might be soon becoming a, a dog dad. I love. We're, we're looking for a, for a suitable rescue dog, which is quite difficult. But I've seen on your posts about how much it's changed your life. And believe me, people care much more about the dogs than they will about married at first sight. Oh, oh, no, no, no. I, I've had people say, Paul, we just want to see photos of your dog. That's oh. it. <laughs> I want you to, to, to post. So uh, our, our dog's name is Peter Gabriel. So named after Peter Gabriel, of yes. course. And uh, just imagine how embarrassing that is to go to the park and be yelling out, <laughs> Peter Gabriel, Peter Gabriel. <laughs> we were like, what have you gone mad um but he's the sweetest dog in the world he's a chihuahua uh he's about maybe six months now uh but it's it's i didn't grow up with dogs and i didn't understand what dogs can teach you about life and i really have been taught a lot in in the last couple of months it's uh it's been the most amazing experience like the most amazing what was it again just because i'm gonna potentially gonna be in a similar situation uh, is it worth it for all the effort? Yes. <laughs> yeah, right. Thanks. Okay. 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 You have uh, you have a dog. I have a dog, and I think what they teach you is how to love with no agenda. They right. love you regardless. Imagine that. <laughs> Just it's lovely. Do it. Yeah. Yeah. They they, they love it. you. See the world differently through their eyes. Um, you know, I see how. You know, it's just like with, with children, you know, you kind of live through through them. You live through through the dog. Small things like, you know, I saw Peter Gabriel, you know, <laughs> see, every time I say Peter Gabriel, it's like, yeah, see, see, this is the reaction. This is the reaction, you know, but I was watching. See, now watch this. This is going to sound even funnier. I was watching Peter Gabriel trying to walk up the stairs. You know what I mean? And um, and and he couldn't and just the encouragement and then to see how he t would take one step and be so happy. The dog, the tail is wagging. He take another step. The tail is wagging. He got to the top. He's all excited that he just walked up the stairs. And I'm like, Oh my God, you walked up the stairs. It's crazy. You know, just, it's, um, it's just, it's, it's you, you, you live life differently. I think when you have a dog, I was wondering, uh, if I could start with a bit of a personal question, Paul. Sure. Sure. Um, how did you meet your wife? Oh, wow. All right. So, uh, I've been married for 21 years. Amazing. Um, but we actually started dating a couple of years before that. Oh. Yeah. Uh, but I met her at school and it wasn't, 
Yeah, met, met, met her at school. And when I say met her at school is, so in the, so in the U.S. we have, I'm always confused here, but in the U.S. we have high school and then, then we have our college. So at high school, you leave at about, you know, say 17, 18. And then during the summer between high school and college, there was a summer camp. My wife and I were in the same camp. So there was, a, well, a group within the camp, right? Because her last name was Cobbs, C-O-B-B-S. My last name is Brunson, starts with a B. So they grouped us together by last name or surname, as you would say here, right? Uh, or family name. And what I noticed, there were, there were three distinct things that I noticed about my wife, but then Jill. The first is that she, I mean, you know, I'm a... I'm a, what do you call it? I'm a, I'm a butt man. Oh, okay, good. So, 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 so that was, so she was walking in front of me. So that was all I could see. Omar, that's all I could see. You know, so you can't, you can't blame me on that one. That was, that was all I could see. So that, so, so that was one. And then we walk into a classroom. We take a test. She scores the highest. In oh. the class. So I was like, okay, she's got a butt and she's smart. Look at this. This is is, is next level. And then as we walked out, she, there's something that she, like she hands, she was like, oh, don't forget this. Like I left something on the desk. Don't forget this. And I was like, oh, she's nice on top of it. So she, she's, she's out of butt. She's smart and she's nice. (laughs) That was it. It was right. I became fixated. And then I was a triple threat, (laughs) (laughs) a triple threat. Yes. Well, I definitely think I'm a butt man is going to be the clip that I used <laughs> on the social media. Please. please. <laughs> oh, no, I really like that. Thank you for your honesty as well. You didn't give the showbiz answer of saying it was her brains that attracted you first. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, there's lots that intrigues me about you, Paul, but one of them is your career because you have somehow ended up being a sort of TV matchmaker because you're on Celebs Go Dating, Married at First Sight. And I was wondering, what do you think it is about you, your particular skill set, your career experience that's kind of led you to this or led this to you, if you like? Yeah, You, you know what, Kelly, can I say, I'm not trying to gas you up. That's the first time I've been asked that question. Oh, like, yes. Yeah, yeah I, I really like that question. It's like, how, like, how do you, how did you like get to this place on TV and how are you able to do it? Because I do think there is a specific TV skill set. So I think that, you know, you can be in the relationship space outside of TV, you know, a matchmaker, a therapist, a counselor, a dating coach, but there is a specific skill set that needs to, that you need to in, embrace in order to deliver that on television. Yes. And it's not just on any network. Right. So one of the things I say is, so, so I'm really proud. So I'm, I'm, I'm doing the Celebs Go Dating Married First Sight, but I'm also a contributor on Lorraine. Oh. And, and it, but it's a completely different audience. And so therefore, what I say and how I say it and even how I show up is different than how I show up on Married at First Sight. But if you watch Celebs, what I say, how I show up is different on celebs than how I show up on, on Married at First Sight. So I think the first rule of thumb is to be hypersensitive to your audience and to know exactly who you're speaking to. And that then will dictate how you deliver your message. And then for me also, I never look at what we're doing as solely working with, you know, working with 
Kwame and Keisha or, you know, uh, Zoe and Jenna. I never look at it specifically of it's a one-to-one. Instead, it's a one-to-one-to-many. So the idea is always that there's an audience behind the person and you have to figure out how to deliver content in a way that resonates not only with the person you're talking to in real time, but then also the audience behind it. Yeah, so it's it's always the essence of you. There's a there's a pawnness to it, but it's being channeled in a way to suit the different audiences. Yes, I like that better. That, that's, <laughs> that's succinct. <laughs> that's succinct. Yes. yes. Uh, I think what we wanted to get onto really was the was the the application process because we we spoke last year about that, and I put a clip out from last year's interview where you talked about. Uh, one of your goals was to increase diversity, uh, especially the age was actually the first thing you brought up rather than rather than uh, people of colour, which might be what some people think I'm referring to. But the age was a big issue. Inevitably, when this year's cast was announced, even though when I looked at the ages, I thought that is definitely skewed a little a little higher. Um, a lot of people were always saying, well, or some people were saying, where are the older people? Where are the older people? But it's definitely gone up. What? Where do you, what do you think about the, the age diversity in the, in the program? Yeah, so it's the oldest uh, cast of any reality, sh- any reality dating show in the UK. Our mean age is 40 years old. I mean, okay. there's no one that, that, that touches that. It's also the most diverse cast ever in the history of the UK with regard to love dating genre. Uh, and that's with regard to ethnicity, that's sexuality, that's geography, that's political persuasion, you know? Um, so this is the most diverse cast. And that was, you know, Omar, we, we talked about that. that. That's something that I'm super proud of because I've, I've been working towards that for over two series, you know? And next year, I mean, it's already been talked about. We're already, you know, working on the, the next series for next year. And I believe that cast is going to be even more diverse. You know, there's, 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 there's a whole range of the UK that still is not represented in the show. And the idea is to be able to watch, for me, you should be able to watch this show and see yourself in one of the cast members. And to me, that's success. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, one of the most exciting things for us when we came down for the launch was when we saw there were going to be two same-sex couples. We kind of thought, hang on, this is history in the making. But I think you're right. It's still got a long way to go, as has most TV, until it's completely an equal, broad sort of spectrum of society. But it's getting there, which is exciting. Yeah, yeah. And 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 then and also, too, is, you know, you know, Omar, you mentioned you know, some people complained. You know, what, what I've realised is, People are always going to complain. You know, always. You know, you know, what's interesting too is like um match the, the matching is always there's always a complaint, you know, too about about the matching. Oh, don't worry, we're coming to that. <laughs> but 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 you know, it's it's one of these where I've realized that there will always be complaints, but ultimately, you know what, at the end of the day, you you know what it's all about. I mean, it's a television show. So ultimately it's about those ratings. And the ratings are the highest ever. Like last year, we broke records. This year, we're breaking last year's records. So clearly, there's something resonating. And that's, you know, in terms of the entertainment business, that's ultimately what it, that's the bottom line. 
Yeah. I there's something about the format that um I, obviously I love it, but I wish we got to see more of yourself, Mel and Charlene actually in the matchmaking process and I was wondering sort of at the very beginning when you're about to lock the couples in as you say do you ever disagree on the matches between the three of you yeah you, you know Kelly I, I've been uh I, I got in trouble a little bit by by saying this but you know I'm going to keep saying it because it's my truth is my biggest disappointment in this series um and actually with the project is that you don't get a chance to see the matchmaking process and you also don't get a chance to see our counseling yeah. at the commitment ceremonies. This that's that's my personal biggest pain, because, it, but I get it right. The, the The commitment ceremonies are sixty to ninety minutes, so you can only cut so. I mean, you can only show so much. But each couple sits on the couch for an hour. Wow. They sit on the couch for an hour. So we're asking a multitude of questions. We're going way deep. We are actually, they're presenting problems and we're addressing the problems. We're giving them tools to take in the next week to use, to help to heal those problems. All of that is happening. But, you know, when you see the final cut, you see, you see, you know, you, you see a point in time. And so that, that's, that's something that, that is painful for me. But at the same time, I get it. You know, we, we went from 20 to 30 episodes this year. And but even though we're at 30 episodes, there still is less time that we're spending on each couple, you know, so to speak. So it's it, it's I, I don't see what the resolve will be, but it is a frustration for sure. I, uh, I saw a suggestion on Twitter where what should happen would be all the all the participants have an opening dinner party and we get to, they don't know who's matched with who, or there might not even be a matching uh, at that point. And we see who interacts with who, where the chemistry is. And then the following show could be a matchmaking. We've matched this person with this person, that person with this person. I think that's an interesting concept. It, it but so that was talked about, but, but the oh. challenge is it, that would not be married at first sight. Because oh, of course, yeah. We see the person, you know. Um, so. <laughs> well, that's put you in your place. <laughs> oh, come on, you know the uh, you know the title of the show. <laughs> you know the whole concept. Oh, well, what the whole show is about? Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, all right. It's time. You put me in the hot seat there. Now I'm going to put you in the hot seat <laughs> because. Uh, we say about the, the complaints about the matching process. So I'm going to get into, into specifics with some of the couples, if we okay. can. When you were talking to Jess and PJ, you said that it's values that are important, not interests. Right. So with that in mind... What's the rationale behind matching Jenna, whose values very much affect her day-to-day -day life? Obviously, I'm talking about the veganism with someone who who seemingly doesn't share those values at all. Yeah, that, that's right. been a big one. All right, so so that's a great question. So values are not the end all. Okay, okay. values is a component. What's even more important that we do in the matching process that you know is also I'm highly disappointed in because we talk about it a lot on in the commitment ceremonies, but it never gets out 
is attachment style. That's the number one, right? So every can every cast member is t- is we we do multiple psychological profiles on them, and we identify their attachment styles. We identify where they sit in terms of narcissism. We identify where they sit in terms of resilience, right? We so all of those measures are the most important. Then on top of that, the next layer is vision for life, where they where they see their life. And that's the reason why I always say that we're not matching you with people that you want. We're matching you with people that you need, right? So, so that's, that's also part of it. But then values becomes a part of it. Now, when you look at Zoe and Jenna, or when you watch them on television, all you see is this debate around veganism. Right. So you can, so I see why you could say, oh my God, they don't match on values. But guess what? Do you see them debating or arguing around anything else? Mm -hmm. No, because they match on every other category in terms of values. So, for example, family values, ambition values, they're both creative values. Right. So they match on the majority of values. Veganism is one component. But guess what? Many people, many, 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 many people, you can, you can, you can live with a vegan. My wife is practically a vegan. And I say practically is because she dips in and out of it, right? We, we have no issue. I've done the same thing. So I hear, so I hear, I hear the, I hear people, what they're saying. And I also know what you're seeing, but also know that that's one sliver of their entire matching profile. And I, obviously it's in the editing as well, isn't it? Because the veganism thing is controversial. So they've chosen to sort of spotlight that. Um, I was going to ask about Lara and Richie, whether yeah. or not you you foresaw that there was going to be issues because she's an experienced woman and he's not an experienced man in terms of relationships. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, here's the thing on the matching, right? Because Because most people come to me and they point the finger at me on 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 the matching, right? <laughs> and this this is this is what I have to say is that it was Charlene. <laughs> <laughs> now I, I I will say that I I will, and I'm gonna say this carefully. I know I I when when match when matching happens, I can put. I already know people are going to be in two buckets. They're going to be in the I'm I'm highly confident bucket and then I'm lukewarm bucket. OK, so I know that. And ninety nine percent of the time it pans out that way. Yeah. Right. So that's one thing. The second thing I'm going to say about matching, and I think this is really important, and this is an add on to when we talked about. Uh, the matching process last year, which I think it was this podcast was really the first, that was the exclusive where we really talked about the, we broke down the actual matching process is one thing to remember is that every, so this is a television show. Okay. Every year I've noticed this is the cast becomes more astute about the television element. Ah, Every year, and I'm and I'm and, and and it's not just the cast. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. The applicants, the people applying, are more astute about the TV element, right? So the so every year it actually is harder, believe it or not, to cast 
because of that. Next is you have the entertainment piece. And where does the entertainment piece comes from? It comes from big personalities, right? I go back to series five of Married at First Sight, and I think it's a very pivotal switch between series five and six. Now, did you all watch series five? Yes, I I did with uh, Shireen. Ah, okay, you did. Okay. Well, it was you and like three other people. (laughs) (laughs) Who, 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 who watched it, right? And you know what the complaint was? The complaint from most of the audience was two things. One, uh, it was so boring. They all just got along and they just loved each other. And, um, you know, it's, it's boring. And then the, the other complaint was, um, no, no, I'm sorry. The complaint was um, it was boring and they all got along and they, they just loved each other. That, w- that was the complaint, right? And that was the first year that I realized that I believe most, not all, but most people don't watch Married at First Sight because they want to see love stories. They don't. I think Twitter is reflective of that. I think most people watch it so they can point the finger and say and judge and, and, and say, see, look at that. See, see, this is, see, see what they do. See, look, 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 look. And also see my relationship is better than this. Like most, I think most, and when I say most, I'm not talking about 90%, 80%, maybe it's like 51%, right? But then there's another group of people who love the love story. But the challenge is that the group of people who want to see the drama is growing faster. Right. So then you think, okay, in a casting process, then you have to find personalities that are going to address both groups. So that's why the matching process becomes even harder, because then you you have these massive personalities. Right. That you now have to match together. And it's not like we have an endless choice. We have a very small choice. And so the 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 matching process becomes harder and harder and harder. But just to be succinct, I, I have a very good feeling at the beginning of, you know, who will make it and who will not. Yeah. So your instinct had kind of said, Lara and Richie might not make this. Yeah. 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 Well, and, and I won't say won't make it. I'll say lukewarm. Yeah. My, my, my instinct was they could, but it won't be as strong as say another couple. And it's because of what you just presented, you know, that's, that's, that's it. That's the reason. I understand what you're saying about people's, uh, what people's are looking for when they, when they watch the show. And I think it's exemplified by Whitney because I can understand people really didn't like Whitney to start because she was, she was rude to be blunt, but now some of the problems seem to have been resolved. And I think, uh, you know, she sort of dealt with some of the issues that have come up early on, which is, in, in my book, admirable. And I know Kelly was quite uh, defending her quite early on. But on Twitter, even though I think she has, Whitney's had some breakthroughs, I've definitely seen people saying, oh, well, now she's so fake. So she can't, she can't win. It's, it, I think some people are just watching it for the, for the drama, even when there's no drama, even when there's genuine progress there. Oh yeah. I, I mean, this is, I'm, I'm a super nerd. Okay. I'm a super nerd. So I, I even have, I have an assistant who uh, does an analysis on social media comments on Twitter, 
on uh, TikTok, on Instagram, and we do an analysis around sentiment, right? So we look at, okay, are most people saying something positive or negative, right? And then we also look at the trending. And this is something to, to show you. I think this was the most powerful. So the day that the queen passed away was also a day that Married at First Sight still ran. Mm-hmm. And while Married at First Sight was on the air, Whitney was trending higher than the Queen. Wow. I took a, I took a screenshot of it. So in the UK, Whitney was trending at six. The Queen was trending at seven. Wow. And the so that's one that shows you the the magnitude, you know, of the show. Right. On Twitter, at least, you know, but it's a it's a it's a fairly. you know, And then then. I ran the sentiment. The sentiment is like 80, 20. So 80 negative, 20 positive. And this is when Whitney was making her turnaround. You know what I mean? So that, that will always be the case. That will always be the case. And to be quite honest with you, I've now realized that is part of what drives the popularity of the show is because it polarizes people, everything. It's, It's like, did April cheat in the hot tub or did she not cheat in the hot tub? It's a polarizing topic. You know, if, if Kwame was Keisha and Keisha was Kwame, would it be okay? Polarizing <laughs> topic. You know what I mean? Um, so that's what drives, that's what drives the conversation is what drives the popularity. Well, you brought up a, brought up a couple there who I've mixed feelings about Kwame and Keisha. I, Kwame, I find one of the most fascinating people that I've seen on the program because I can't I, I think in at times he's been very he's been respectful and not wanting to sleep with Keisha when he's not ready to do that because he feels that's too much of a com- he might be given an indication of too much commitment and I got roundly criticized on, on Twitter <laughs> for saying that saying no he's just he's just spinning all this bullshit all the time and it's like <laughs> yeah I can see that as well so I, I just don't really know what to what to make of Kwame yeah, I can see Kelly looking at you like you're crazy. <laughs> well, you see, you know, it's for me, I'm, I'm going to see it from the woman's point of view. And we're brought up as little girls. I, I learned this message so early on, wrong though it may be, that men are just going to want you. That's just the way it is. They sow their oats everywhere. They scatter them everywhere. And, you, and it's very... It's the worst type of rejection if you're a woman and you're in that situation and you are interested in the man and they are making it very clear through long lyrical metaphors that they don't feel the same. And that's what Keisha's having to deal with. She's been brought up to think men will always want you. They've got one track minds. That's what they want. She's been married and matched with this man who's going, well, actually... He's saying no, isn't he, in a really long way. So I think she's finding it really hard. Yeah. That's that's what my mind was doing there. Yeah, it's you, you know it's 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 interesting because so and and I won't do this with every answer, but we I think one thing that we always have to remember is that what you're seeing is a sliver of their time mm-hmm. together. So when you see tension around sex or no sex, that's one topic, but there were twenty topics. Yeah, that 
that so and i think what's hard for 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 you know for all these couples is you'll see Kwame and Keisha and i think this happened at the last commitment ceremony was people said okay Keisha obviously Kwame is rejecting you physically you know why would you stay that's the thing why would you stay but i think the challenge and what we where we need to get better with the show is we need to actually illustrate why she would stay because yeah. there's many things happening that Kwame's doing for her that gave her enough indication to stay you know what i mean right so 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 that that's something that 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 i think i think we have to figure out how to get better but to your point is that i think Kwame is a fascinating he's fa- he he creates conversation because it just you you both had two different opinions and you're watching the same guy you know what i mean so i think that's the beauty of this show is that we're we're allowing the audience to talk and then hopefully come up with your own opinions on now how you want to behave and how how you want to show up in life yeah well we actually had a question on social media uh from to Misha, which i think is really good and it addresses some of these points where you're talking about there's a lot more that we don't see but that's particularly relevant this year because you mentioned april in the hot tub this issue with april uh, thomas and Shanita, who's saying what all these things happen off screen. Uh, so her question was, if you'd have seen more of this activity, bearing in mind that you only see the dinner parties and then meet them at the commitment ceremony, how does that change your advice? And Because a lot of ha- has happened off screen this year, it seems. Yeah, yeah. So I think there's good and bad to what's happening off screen, right? The, 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 the bad is, is obvious is like we, we don't see it. Right. But you know what's really cool about it is this is the first time that a show like this is addressing the fourth wall, if you will. And that to me, I think is brilliant because I mean, think about it, like it is a television show. Right? So, <laughs> there are cameras. The cameras are not on 24 hours a day, you know? Yeah. So I think that is beautiful. Like, and, and you guys had, I think, the best image ever. Omar, you should get a freaking Getty image <laughs> for, for, for the Keisha looking yeah. at, at the screen. I mean, it was brilliant. Brilliant. It's, it's brilliant. And she was, she was looking at the camera like, <laughs> You know, these are brilliant moments. And so I think that's the good side of of that to the question. Would we change our advice? Absolutely. You know, more data. I'm a nerd. So I want to have as much data as possible and to be able to see everything would be great. And it would shape what we do differently. Absolutely. Is that is that a deliberate choice then not to see that to to because there's just not enough hours in the day, presumably, for you to to watch all that stuff. Uh, or is it more from a entertainment or a therapeutic point of view that uh, that you only get the dinner party and commitment ceremony? So you know, I've already sent a message in uh, this year to to the EPs, and I said, hey, we have to see more. Like we have to see more. We 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 have to know more. Um, you know, people are really showing up differently. You know, in these dinner parties and in these commitment ceremonies than how they were showing up, how we saw them showing up. But I think it's probably a technical issue because, you know, and we're actually uh, running across this with, with celebs go dating right now, but it's, you feel like you have to film a massive amount of content and then cut that down and then be able to get that to us 
and then we have to watch consume it and watch it so it's like so say you filmed eight hours a day with uh with kwame and keisha you know that could be 40 hours of content <laughs> that i would have to watch 40 hours of, of content <laughs> I would need 40 hours you know to, to watch it's like how do you do it you know yeah. i think it's almost impossible to get it done but there are ways that we can do it better Paul, can I just ask, uh, what would you have done? Take yourself back to your honeymoon with Jill. You've gone to the bar to get some drinks. Okay. You come back and she's in a hot tub with another woman. Yes. You A, get in and join in. <laughs> <laughs> B, have a little cry. No, where would you stand on that? Is that cheating? Yeah. Well, I mean, it, well, it wasn't, I think it wasn't that she was just in the hot tub. It was that she kissed somebody in the hot tub. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but here's the here's i think why this is a great question and why everyone needs to define this for themselves is because it's about boundaries and it's about where you see your boundaries with your partner and what april and george didn't do is they didn't begin to discuss what those boundaries were and instead in april just acted in a way that she traditionally acts but didn't take moments to understand or think about could this be could this be you know seen wrong like yeah. you know but because because her intention wasn't to you know wasn't to um you know upset him or or or, or push him away i think she genuinely thought it was going to turn him on um but you know, in George's world, and quite frankly, in my world, that's not a turn on, you know, and and so that's something that is too bad. But at the same time, you know what, Kelly? That's what everybody tunes in to see in the honeymoons. The honeymoons are nothing but a navigation of boundaries. That's really what it is. It's it's two people trying to figure out where their boundaries are. And that and that's exactly what we saw. Exactly. Yeah. I just, I don't, we've, we've gone over and over how we would have reacted, but I think you're right. It is different for each couple. And the main issue is that they hadn't clarified beforehand what's okay and what isn't. I'd, I'd be, I'd just be so confused. I'd just be stood there with a can of red stripe, just not knowing, not quite knowing what to do really. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you know, so Part of, I think, what makes this like a, a, a saucy, a saucy uh, <laughs> topic is the cameras didn't catch it. Yeah. So now it becomes a he said, she said yes. situation. And that draws up the the drama. I mean, and it's and what's interesting is April's found herself in the same situation with Thomas and Shanita. That's cameras exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, didn't catch the situation. And it's hot. It's a big topic. I mean, Thomas really, uh, he really lets things like that get to him. Adrian's always seems to be on, on Thomas patrol, you know, trying to, trying to talk him down from uh, something that I'm not saying you should just forget about it, move on. Cause that's easier said than done, but it really becomes the biggest thing in his, in his mind at that, at that moment, whenever there's any, any kind of drama. And I feel sorry for Adrian. I, at first I was, 
Um, I just hadn't seen much of Adrian, I suppose, because it was all Thomas. And now I really like him, and I feel like he seems exhausted. It's only two weeks in. Yeah, I think I think I saw a meme of you like this guy looks exhausted. <laughs> it was the, I was like, he really does look exhausted in, in that meme. Yeah, um, I mean, Adrian, I love Adrian. Uh, I love him. Uh, also, I think Adrian is one of the best dressed men I've ever seen. He's always, you know, his 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 style. Every time he would sit on on the commitment couch, I would say, Adrian, it's perfect. <laughs> you look perfect right now. Um, so with Adrian is, I, I believe that Adrian is someone who is looking to find his voice in the relationship. Um, and Thomas is looking for finding a more authentic voice. And I believe, I, and, you know, of course, you know, that was p- part, of, part of the crew that matched them. I think they're an exceptional match. And going into their match, the thought was the key th- these two are going to these two are going to become the best friends ever the question is is can they bridge the gap of physical attraction right and that's the space that they really need to navigate um but um but right now yeah adrian's looking very exhausted very very exhausted before uh, before we move on to jordan and Janita, which of which bits have you seen that you weren't expecting that have really made you laugh or made you angry? Which have the, been the bits that have really surprised you watching it, watching it live? Oh man, I've been, I've felt all the emotions, <laughs> surprise, anger, like, I mean, everything like, uh, you, you know, what comes to mind immediately would be, um, oh my God, would be uh, Kwame at the wedding. <laughs> I thought you. I, I thought you were gonna say. Oh my god! My jaw was just dropped. Over. A matter of fact. A matter of fact. Um, I, uh, I. I. I legitimately. After I saw that, I sent a message to Kwame and I sent a message to Keisha, and I was like, I did not know this happened. <laughs> Things would have been different on that couch if I had known this happened. You know what I mean? Um, so that that was uh, yeah that that was wild. Um, you know, last night, uh, yes, and Matt in particular. I, you know, I didn't know Gemma was going so hard about you need to learn <laughs> to eat fish. Like I was like, I didn't know. <laughs> That was a lot. You know, I'm going to sit on his face tonight. I didn't know those things were. were I that didn't know. was a lot. Yeah. <laughs> she better not. She better not tell Jenna that she's not happy with anyone eating fish. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You've been waiting for that moment. Yes. Oh, man. <laughs> Can I say that was good, though? Thank you. Yeah, that, was, yeah, that was good. That was good. Yeah. Uh, oh, my God. There, there, I mean, there's so many. Every every time I watch and, and you know, I watch. I watch uh, like a fan of the show. My wife and I sit and we watch and we're shocked and we're, oh my God, and oh my God. Yeah, we watch. Uh, but we should we should move on to, for those 40 odd percent or who, who do want to watch for the love for the love story. Me. <laughs> well, and actually, they, last we've seen of them, they've hit a, hit a little rocky patch, which will be interesting to talk about. But Jordan and Shanita, they, they're, a, they're a big success already. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Jordan and Shanita, we saw right out the gate. You know, actually, this is this is what I think you see is at the altar. If you see strong physical attraction, 
then they are more willing to work out the differences. If at the altar, you don't see a mutual strong physical attraction, there's less willingness to work out the differences. So with Jordan and Shanita, you saw strong physical attraction. They were both highly into each other. Clearly they, they have differences, but they're willing to work them out, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and, and one of the things that I, I, you know, I just wish you all could see is that when they sat at the commitment ceremony and they had their issues, we really unpacked their issues. We gave them some great tools that I think the audience could use as well, but we gave them some great tools and then they, you know, they'll go back and they'll work on those tools. Um, but you know, I, I, lo- I you know, I, I love everybody on, on the cast, but I, lo- I love Jordan Shanita in terms of their suite that they're, um, they were great students. Should I say great students? Well, there's a couple of things that I would like to go into about that, uh, about their relationship the first is that ADHD comment. Sure. Because on Twitter, that's that's definitely split the room, uh, where some people say, I don't care that she's a social worker, I might have experience with, with people who, who have an ADHD diagnosis, she shouldn't be saying that early on. And other people saying her career is very relevant, she's probably right. Uh, you know, w- what is the line to tread with, with that? Yeah. So she from that even from that episode she apologized and said that she should not have stated that right so she she herself has now come to a conclusion of 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 where that is and i think that uh what oh my god is that a huel you're drinking (laughs) uh well yeah it's just got water in it though but yeah okay yeah no no this is my new favorite drink drink yeah my husband's well into it as well it's very handy yeah. Oh my gosh. I was like, that? is that a U? <laughs> I was reading this side, like, is that a U? Yeah, that's a U. Yeah. Um, but, um, but yes, so she, she said, you know, I sh- she shouldn't have said it. Right. And I think once again, it's the, they're navigating boundaries. Their, their challenge right now is around communicating and respect and, 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 and the difference between being, you know, forthright and uh, being disrespectful, should I say, you know, and I think it's a beautiful navigation. Also, uh, Shanita is, you know, you talk about values, quite honestly, Shanita and Jordan have more difference in values than Zoe and Jenna, but no one talks about that. And maybe it's because you don't see it, but have you, have you seen Shanita and Jordan talk about values? You know what their values are? No, no. And they have more difference, right? But yet, you know, so I just want to paint that picture of um, my overall theme here is I personally, I'm frustrated because I, I just want you all to, to see more and know more and consume more. But I, I don't know how, how that could be done. You know what I mean? I don't know. 24-hour rolling maths. <laughs> Omar, you know, let me, well, can I ask you a question? If there was, let's say that there was a, um, you know, the regular show came out 60 to 90 minutes, and then there was a place you can go online where you can get, you know, three hours of additional footage. Would you, would you consume that much per, per episode, three hours of additional footage? 
Honestly, no, probably not. Yeah. The reason being is because we do this podcast, and I do love do love the program. Uh, you know, I'm fascinated by it. But part of the reason I love it is that I watch it with my wife, and we shout at the TV and things <laughs> like that. But if I wasn't doing the podcast when before before doing the podcast. We'd, we'd, we'd dip in and out. We'd watch three days. Oh, we missed one. We'll watch it on a Sunday on catch-up. Oh, we, we're going away for, for a week. Oh, we'll, we might watch the ones we missed. We might not. You'd, you can dip in and out a bit more because it's on for two months. Then that's, to be honest, one of the, the – it's kind of the appeal of it. It's like yeah. watching a, a, a football season. You don't have to watch every minute of every single game. Right. Uh, so, we, But then if there was an extra amount of footage on top of that, I would, I would, I would, wouldn't, I don't, I'm not sure I'd get through it all. You would have, interesting, interesting. Kelly, you feel the same? Yeah, I think I do. I already feel like, well, for me, it's quite, it's a big commitment. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it it's is. four nights a week. I understand the appeal and I would worry if the option was there, I would then have to look at the three hours extra. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah. And I yeah. would be, I'd lose my job. I'd spend no <laughs> time with my children <laughs> because it would be hard not to look. Yeah, that's that's the other side of it, I suppose, is that I could definitely, and it just fuel the discussion more. Like my my wife might say, "Oh, I don't like Kwame because of this," and I'll say, "No, well, if you look at day seventeen, hour twelve, <laughs> you know, yeah, 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 there's a, there's a lot more to add." But before I forget, um, the second thing about Jordan and Shanita. Kelly had a problem with him giving her jewellery on the. Uh, it wasn't oh. a problem. <laughs> wait, wait, give me your jewellery where on the. He gave her jewellery on the honeymoon. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And I thought that was quite a serious gift and sort of had, well, I made a joke about how it was a bit like men who used to give dowries uh, in the Victorian times. Because I, I would have preferred a sort of jokey gift, a sweet gift, a slightly more lighthearted. Jewellery's like, wear this and everyone will know you're mine. <laughs> and I, I thought it was, at that point, the perfect thing at the in that moment it wasn't serious jewelry i mean it was a birthstone which you that's know. quite serious well <laughs> I wanted to okay get... you're talking about at the, the the end of their honeymoon at yes. the very end when they were on the beach at that dinner part yeah at the night yeah 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 um so i mean that that's interesting interesting perspective right um you know this is this is i mean not to go nerdy but this is where love language comes in you know and this is where you have to really navigate and why the honeymoon is about boundaries. And I think the reason why you saw Jordan give that to Shanita at the final night is they had successfully navigated where the boundaries are, you know, how do you receive love? And then he then delivers love in the way that she receives it, which gifts and physical touch for Shanita, you know? So he was basically, in essence, that was a move to say, I really care about you. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm really into you. Maybe not love, but, you know, I'm, I'm there for you. So yeah. that, that's, that was that was his, his, his attempt. I don't think his, his intention was, I'm paying for you now. You are now mine. <laughs> I can admittedly be a little bit cynical about men. I'm working on it. Yeah. <laughs> So Sophie and Jonathan, if I could ask your thoughts on this, Paul, the narrator had been scripted to say there was a there was a class 
clash because and I just thought that's not class that their clash is she's ambitious he isn't she values money he doesn't I thought that that irked me a bit as a sort of working class person I was like hang on that's not class that's just their own personal values what did you think Kelly I'm with you good thank you <laughs> I'm I'm with you on that one um, you know, you know, it's interesting is I, I, I was at a, a dinner party last night where we were having a long conversation around class because class is something in the United States that is not is not as prevalent as it is, uh, you know, in, in the UK. But what was what, what, what's present with Jonathan and Sophie, are, they just have two different outlooks yeah. on, on how they go about life. You know, and and so yeah, I'm I'm with you. I'm with you. That that's 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 not what it was. It wasn't a class dispute. Yeah, thank you. I feel validated. <laughs> Good. And maybe it's just the two of us. But... Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> uh, without obviously, I know you're not going to give us any spoilers, but I'm sure there's more there's more drama to come. And I think these new couples coming in coming in as well are going to shake things up. Were you? Were you happy about that? This this in, idea of the intruder couples from the Australian Australian series was that something you were you were curious to see the dynamic that that might introduce? Yeah, I like that the dynamic. You know, I, I really like it, and and also not to be overly dramatic or leading, but the introduction of these two couples are going to blow up this this thing. Yes. <laughs> and I'll, and I'll, and I'll, and that's, I mean, that's, that it's going to blow the situation up like <laughs> never before, like <gasps> never before. And wow. Yeah. Like never before. I'm going to say that's an exclusive from PCB there. <laughs> Just so we can pop that on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've had a lot of exclusives, a lot of insight. Yeah. I had one last question, if that's okay. Yeah, sure. Charlene and Mel both have their, um, Mel does her confidence workshops and books and Charlene does her sex therapy. I was wondering what PCB side hustles you've got on the go at the moment. Y you know, uh, right now, uh, it's all under wraps right now. Oh. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm doing a lot of filming. I'm doing a lot of filming, you know, so I'm, I'm filming celebs go dating right now. Um, I'm contributing to, to Lorraine. Um, you know, I'm, uh, I'm shooting commercials. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? So, so, uh, so I'm, I'm doing that hustle. Um, but I'm, you know, I work hard. Yes. We see that. <laughs> well, I saw, I saw your, so you had a post where you're meeting Stephen Bartlett, so probably planning to take over the world with him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah St St Stephen is my man. He's my man. There's, there's a project that we're doing together. Um, yeah, there's a project that that'll be announced soon. So I'm I'm working I'm working hard, and, and you know, and the big reason for this is this is more of a TV thing, but I've been in television for 12 years now, and there, it's an ebb and flow to to TV. You know. There's moments that you're hot and there's moments that you're not. And the key, and I think this is with all media, you know, the key is, is you want to leverage the moments when you have the most visibility. And so, uh, you know, Married at First Sight is, is, is one of the biggest shows in the country. Um, you know, so it's one of these where I'm, I'm going to leverage it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And yeah. we're going to leverage this interview, I think. <laughs> yeah. 
Yes. Yeah. I enjoy, I, honestly, I, I thoroughly enjoy speaking with, with, with you both. I think you are tremendous on Twitter. Um, I like really you're quick, you're really quick and, and you're almost competing against thousands of other people and you're quick, you're clever. The screen grabs are, are, are perfect. You know, the energy is there. I think you bring value. You bring a different discussion. There's so many now Married at First Sight podcasts and, you know, it's, it's a cottage industry. But guess what? You all were the first. You know, you were the pioneers of, of, of this. So keep, you know, keep doing what you're doing. And I'm, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of your work. Oh, thank you thank very you. much. It's yeah. great to hear that. And thank you again for giving us, giving us some more of your time. And as this series progresses, especially if it's going to be as explosive as you've indicated, we'd love to have you back on again later in the series. Can I give you one more exclusive? Look at the time. One more exclusive. And this is the blow up is so big that I was going to walk off the show. Oh, oh mic drop. <laughs> wow. Right. Yep. We we please come back on. <laughs> Well, that was great. Yeah, that was so good. He gave us a lot of a lot of behind the scenes info. He did. We talked about all the couples. We an exclusive that he said he was thinking of leaving the show because of the drama that's coming up. Yeah, he was very I felt as though he was very relaxed and authentic and honest. It didn't feel I think I even said to him, it didn't feel like he was doing the showbiz chat. It felt like he was just speaking his truth. I think that's us, Kelly. I think we put people at ease. Oh, dear. No. <laughs> I was trying to channel my inner hollow Willoughby, but, I, yeah, I was very distracted by his lovely face. Apparently she's not very nice, though. What? Holly Willoughby. Yeah. She has to be. No. Nah, Who don't... told you that? The streets. <laughs> <laughs> well, we hope you enjoy leave it there yeah, with Holly yeah, Willoughby. <laughs> Random tangent. I love it. Yeah. Uh, we hope you enjoyed the interview. And if you enjoy our podcast, please follow us at Maths Hysteria on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And we should hopefully have some more interviews coming soon. Yeah. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.